right, so listen. It's the week before the holidays. Christmas is getting going. New Year's is going to be right around the corner. So I wish everybody listening a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, a healthy New Year's to come. And I want to ask you a simple question. Who's the healthiest person you know, right? Um, besides me, of course, right? <laughs> but who's the healthiest person you know? It could be, you know, a sibling. It could be a friend. It could be someone that you sort of know a little bit that, you know, uh, like a teacher, aerobics teacher, something like that. But in your mind, who's the healthiest person you know? Now, try to try to wrap your brain around why you think they're healthy. You know, try to figure out why they're healthy. Most of the time, it's going to be because they look a certain way, right? They look lean. They look um, like they have energy when you see them. Uh, maybe they don't have symptoms when you talk to them. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't talk about it. But, you know, really ask yourself that question. Really, I, I, I encourage you to think deeply about it. Who's the healthy per, healthiest person you know? Now, <clears throat> when you think about this, you typically think about those things. But I'll tell you what, I know some people that have a little extra weight on them. That um, you know, maybe they don't look as attractive as other people, yet they're extremely healthy. They're going to live for a very, very long time. And there's some factors that play into why they're healthy. Now, in practice, I've had so many people come into my office who have been like aerobics teachers, you know, long distance runners. I've had uh, you know, uh, this woman who was from New Zealand who was an ultra long distance athlete, but her spine was a wreck. You know, she was lean but she was a wreck and she had all sorts of issues. Um, and she built up compensation so she can keep running. And that's good. I, I love people that press on and push harder, but the spine was a wreck. And that really, it's the circuit breaker board that controls your health. I, an aerobics teacher came in and she was in her fifties and she had multiple forms of cancer, which yes, we do have control over, you know, maybe not as direct as you think, but if you're taking care of your body, you have a much less chance of having cancer. And um, and so she had three forms of cancer. Um, she ate great. She exercised great. Yeah, she was really, really ill, and she's in doctor's offices all the time. So what makes the person you think is healthiest the healthiest? Um, you got to ask yourself that question because we, we've been taught that being healthy is looking a certain way. Seriously, if you look at magazines and the covers and, you know, like health magazines, shape magazines, men's magazine, you know, there's a certain look to someone who's healthy. And I'll tell you, most of those people on those covers uh, didn't get there naturally. You know, they didn't get there naturally and spending three, four hours in the gym every day isn't a good way to live your life. So you got to understand what it takes to be healthy. Now, health isn't an absence of symptoms. That's the first thing we got to sort out. People think if you don't have pain, you're healthy. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, symptoms show up when you lost 40% function in the organ or area of your body that you're experiencing symptoms. So if you have pain in your kidneys, liver, back, head, running down your arm, you know, anything like that, it's because the function to that area has dropped upwards of 40% or more. And then you got symptoms. And the crazy thing about that is, let's say instead of 60% function, or let's say you have 65% function, most people say, I'm great because I don't have any outright pain. So they say, I feel great. Now, if you have 55% function and say, I'm hurting, how did my health get so bad? It's only 10% difference. And if you're at 55% function, you have pain in your gut. Maybe you have trouble digesting food. You're bloated all the time. Where are you going to go? You're going to go to your doctor, right? Maybe your your general practitioner first and a gastroenterologist you got referred to, and they're going to do some testing and they're going to find out something's not functioning right. And how are they going to go about fixing that? Going to put you on drugs, 
or surgery. So you're going to be put on medication to fix the issue. But everybody comes in my office, I ask them when they tell me that our medication deal with the problem, I say, does that fix your issue? They say, no, because medication can never fix the issue. It can help you with the problem and help you with the symptoms, which is great, but it doesn't help you. And sometimes it dupes you in to thinking that you're much healthier than you are. Because if you have taken a medication for a thyroid problem, right, it's going to help you have better thyroid chemistry in your blood, but it isn't fixing your thyroid. And over time, you could get cancer in your thyroid. Your thyroid will get worse because something from the outside is pushing your function to work better, at least at least medically uh, measurably better. And it isn't working great because I'll tell you what, no matter what medication you're taking, high blood pressure, cholesterol, any of this stuff, if I said, give me your medicine, you can't take it anymore, what would happen to your problem? Would it show up again? Uh, yeah, it would. It would show up again. And it may be worse than it was prior to going on medication, depending on how long you've been taking it. So medication never solves the problem. So I encourage you, if you're taking medication, to always think about how to get yourself better while you're in the medication. And the cool thing is, if your numbers come back better, if you go to the doctor you know, to get tested over time, if they come back better, they'll lower the dosage. And as you get better, if your numbers come back to a normal range or better than normal range, in other words, let's say your blood pressure should be 120 over 80 and you were 150 over 100 and you started taking medication, it may put you back down to 120 over 80. But if you got your blood pressure better, it may drop down to 100 over 70 and that will be too low. I had a patient who, um, it was right around Thanksgiving time, he was at his family's house and he was sitting there at the table and he was on blood pressure medication. He was getting adjusted as well, which is a proven form, a proven way to lower your blood pressure because it impacts the function in your upper cervical spine, which has a direct impact in your blood pressure. And he, uh, he was, you know, he was at the table sitting there with his wife and all of a sudden he just passed out. He just leaned right over to the right and landed in her lap, passed out. And people were worried about it, but his blood pressure got better on its own. Plus he was taking medication to push it lower. And because of that, he passed out. He didn't have enough blood pressure to push the blood up to his brain. And therefore, he, he went out, out cold. So medication, if you're taking care of yourself, you can actually bring the function back to that region. And I'm not telling you not to take medication. I mean, I'm not going to tell you not to do what your doctor says, but consider it strongly what you're doing because you can replace it with function. Now, I know people that had their thyroid removed. You know, maybe we could have done something about it 20 years prior, but they had their thyroid removed or their prostate removed and they need to be on medication. That's okay. I understand that. If you're not producing the thing that that gland was supposed to produce, you may need things from the outside to help you with that. So it would be the best idea to go with the most natural form and the lowest amount of it to get your numbers normal. But, you know, you, sh- you should try to, you know, basically t- you have to take that medication. You really do. So health isn't about absence of symptoms. I'll give you, I'm going to give you my top five things to remain super healthy just in a little bit. That my top five things I've thought about for 20 years and I've refined it. I've, I've lopped off things that weren't working. I've added stuff that is working and I'm going to go over those things. But if you're judging your health by your symptoms or if you're judging your health by the people around you, generally you're judging it wrong. Most people come in and say, you know, I'm all right. You don't know how you feel. I mean, I mean, you only know how you feel. You don't know how anybody else feels. And they have massive symptoms. And they say, I'm all right. I just need to suck it up. I need to press in harder because I'm sure everybody has these same symptoms. I just need to deal with it better. And you may be right. You may be wrong. But many times people don't have the symptoms that you have. 
they're not feeling the way you do. And if you're that, if you have that mindset to just push on, push harder, then that could be a very bad thing to do because you could end up having surgery or, you know, having a major disease process that you need, you know, big time medical care for to try to help you get out. So I'm 52. I'm old. No, some of you are older, some of you are younger, right? I'm 52 years old and I have no symptoms. It's crazy. I'm not bragging, nothing. I have no symptoms. I'm sitting here recording this podcast right now with no symptoms. I feel totally fine. Doesn't mean I'm functioning perfectly, right? Because I could be at 65% and I should be aiming for 100%. And I do. I aim for it all the time. I don't know where I am. There's no way of testing what percentage you're at. But I know I'm above 60% because I have no symptoms. Now, many of you walking around with headaches and other issues, you got symptoms. If you're taking Advil to make those things go away or Motrin or Tylenol to make your pain go away, well, you're not dealing with your symptoms right. Symptoms are your body's way of yelling at you saying something's wrong here, do something about it. And that isn't taking a pill. So, you know, if you have stuff going on, it doesn't mean you're completely healthy. Now I'll tell you something else. Many people come in and some people will spend every last dime on getting healthier. I swear. Sometimes people come in and they're having trouble keeping their heat on but they want to be healthy and they pay money for it. Other people come in and have endless funds. I mean, they're, they're loaded to come in with, uh, you know, S-class Mercedes and all this stuff. And they say, I, I can't pay for my health. And that's crazy. So I always tell people, don't tell me your health's a priority. You know, show me your bank account and I'll tell you what's a priority. That's a crazy concept. And I don't mean that literally don't show me your bank account. That's your private information, but don't tell me your health's a priority. Show me your bank account and then we'll discuss what your priority is. Because I know people that are doing all sorts of stuff, going out to eat, you know, three, four times a week, going on vacation all the time, have the fanciest car, fanciest house, fanciest everything. Yet they say, oh, I don't have enough money. Well, not really. You know, they don't have enough priority because for every person like that, like I said, there's someone who has no money. You know, they're not even, you know, paying. I know people that aren't even paying for their their rent, their mortgage, yet they're coming in buying supplements and all this stuff. And I encourage them not to. <laughs> I'm not trying to take their money. I encourage them to get their priorities right. So, you know, ultimately it's our responsibility to care for this body that's been given to us, this vessel. This vessel here, really interestingly, you know, I watched this commercial a while ago and it was for a NBA, you know, basketball game, uh, you know, video game. And this person was in this warehouse and hanging from these hooks and the hooks were moving almost like, you know, a, a butchering place were NBA players, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, all these people. And it would slide over and they they back up and climb into that body. So they weren't alive. It was like, a you know, just a, a shell of Shaquille O'Neal. And they climb into Shaquille O'Neal's body and then they show him playing as Shaquille O'Neal on the, the screen. Now, imagine if God who said your body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. Imagine if God climbed into you, would he want to live inside of you? You know, would he want to live inside of you? Would he be happy about it? Would he feel, you know, icky? You know, those days you wake up, if you just feel icky inside your own body, well, how would God feel about that? So, you know, you have to make sure your body, it isn't always about us. It's about having a body that runs right for higher purposes. I know it's so hard to do that in this day and age. We're told to be all about ourselves, but um, you know it's not supposed to be that way. You're supposed to have a body that runs for higher purposes. So I'm going to break into the top five things to be as healthy as you possibly can. And it's going to take a little bit of time. But I'm going to break them down individually. I'm going to start with number two. I'm going to get to number one in a minute. But number two is nutrition. Now, nutrition 
Interestingly enough, I watched a show and this guy, very famous restaurant owner, he went out to, uh, uh, I think it was Korea and he went way in the mountains and he met with these monks and they, they were lived totally off the grid. I mean, they grew all their food, all that stuff. And this one woman was in charge of making the food for everybody. And he wanted to talk to her because she was extremely interesting. Um, and she spoke no English, but she said that the food she makes will allow you to get to your highest spiritual state if you eat the right amount of it. So not too much, not too little, right? And then you have, has all the right nutrients and everything in it and your body will run right. So you could be eating healthy food, but eating too much or too little. So you had to have all your nutritional needs met. So if you had a, you know, a line in the wall and there are 50 dots on that line, you could raise or lower, you could lift a dot up or lower it down. Well, those might, you know, be in response to the uh, the vitamins and minerals you need. So the vitamins and minerals may be a dot on the wall and some of those may be really low. Some of them may be high in your body, but you need to have a very good balance and you need to be able to test to figure it out. Blood test, hair test, you know, it can be decent, but I don't believe it's the best way. I feel uh, resonant frequency testing is the best way to measure where your your nutrients are. It's almost like the Rife machine, if you ever heard of that. But uh, if you do resonant frequency testing, it'll tell you exactly where your nutrients are and what you're missing. So those are the micronutrients, and we are horribly overfed in our country, horribly undernourished. We eat so much food, yet we have very little nutrition from the food, and we're just packing on the calories and the fat and the bad fats, the bad sugar. You know, we have high fructose corn syrup, then we have all sorts of other glycerols in the food that aren't even sugars. And sugar is the worst caloric thing you can eat, but those things are chemical varieties of sugar that are even worse. So, you know, Basically, you need the nutrition your body needs, and you can test for that. It's real. We have a test in the office you can do that's extremely accurate, figuring out exactly what supplements you need. And the cool thing about that is you're not wasting money. You're not trying to take this for that, or you know, take a supplement to fix your heart. Or you know, you read about something online, you take it, get a good balance, and your body functions great. As far as macros go, there's all sorts of ways to eat, but you have to eat. You know, when you're when you're about to feel when you're feeling hungry, you should eat to a point where you're feeling not hungry anymore, but not full. That's when I feel best, when I'm in the middle there. So you'd always eat that way, never be starving, never be full, right in the middle, and you're good. All right. So that's that's a basic way to understand nutrition. If you do it that way, you'll be great. But ultimately you need to test. If you don't test, then you're guessing. And if you're guessing, you don't know what's going on. Right. Third, third, most people think it's exercise. And I'm gonna challenge that because I believe it's toxicity. We live in the most toxic time on planet Earth ever. So, you know, all the chemicals around us, if you go back 100 years, there weren't chemicals in our food. You know, there are nothing added to our food. They, we weren't storing it in plastic. Plastic's a huge thing. You know, we use, everything we drink from, essentially, if you're out in a store, comes in plastic. Most of the food we get comes in plastic bags, containers. Um, the stuff we spray in our lawns, the products we put on our body, skincare, hair care, you know, makeup. All that stuff has high levels of toxicity in it. So I'm going to encourage you at all times to understand what you're eating, what you're putting on your body, in your body, what you're snorting, drinking, ingesting, whatever it is, breathing, to know what it is. You know, candles, air fresheners, so many toxins in our environment that you have to be focused on decreasing the toxic load. 
your body's a, a big pond, right? And there's a stream coming into that pond and a stream leaving that pond. You can't have more toxins coming into the pond than you're capable of getting rid of. If that happens to you, you're going to start getting sick. And then over time, you're going to have so much toxicity, you're not even going to know where to turn. You can go to a doctor and they're going to say, figure this out. And he's not even look at your toxicity. He's just going to just figure out what medication you need, which is going to make you more toxic. So ultimately, you know, you need to go about it, about your toxicity in your body very specifically to be healthier. Now, the fourth thing is exercise. I feel exercise is extremely important. And we t- I talked about in the podcast the past few weeks, it's very, very important. However, many of us push it further than it's necessary to be healthy. So there's a limit, right? There's a limit to how, how much exercise you need to be perfectly healthy. And anything beyond that is going to be something that may impact your health. You know, it may be something you want to do to push yourself to be a good athlete if you're young enough and you're, you're running or doing another sport. I understand that. I understand you want to do that. And, but that doesn't mean you're healthier because you're exercising more, right? And you can't exercise your way out of a bad diet too. Many people try to exercise more to eat poorly and you can't do it. You really can't do it. That's why they say abs are made in the kitchen because 80% of your body change is going to happen through what you're eating. Only 20% is going to happen through exercise. So what I feel is for exercise, if you do, if you go for a walk, maybe a mile or two or two at a good speed, get a little sweat. That's the biggest thing. If you get a little sweat, you're reaching a point where exercise is doing something physiological in your body. Now, now, you should also do some type of strength training. It doesn't have to be extreme, but it can be, you know, like I was doing last week, it can be push-up holds. It can be just sitting up from a chair 20 times. There's many things you could do, but you have to do some type of strength training to keep your bones strong, right? But basically, walking is the best form of exercise for keeping your heart, your lungs healthy, and keeping everything moving through your body efficiently. Now, the fifth thing is a great attitude. Have you ever met someone that's just as old and they're miserable and they they look horrible and they're you know or they died crotchety? A great attitude it powers everything. So if you have a great attitude, I say you have the first five things one two three four five, but the fifth thing wraps around it all. Kind of it goes up from the bottom, does a big circle around the rest of those five things, because a great attitude is going to impact your ability to eat better, to exercise more, to to deal with toxicity issues. So having a great attitude now, guys. You don't wake up and have a great attitude. It's something you need to work towards every single day. Have a focus. I need to read this. I need to meditate. I need to pray. You need to do certain things to help you with your attitude. But some of the best things you can do is get up every morning, um, spend some time in quiet, could be in prayer, whatever you want to do, and journal. And the journaling may look like you know, what, what you're looking forward to doing that day, what good has happened that day, what bad has happened that day. But you should focus on the good, right? Because you, you want to reprogram your brain, your brain, rewire your brain to do that. But basically, get your brain more more focused. Your brain's like a, a muscle. However you train it, it's going to develop. If you train it focused on the negative, you're going to stay focused on the negative. You got a reticular activating system, a part of your brain that's going to focus on the negative. You know, if you saw, if you bought a white Honda and all of a sudden you see more white Hondas in the road, you think there's more white Hondas? No, you just see them more because your reticular activated system is looking for the stuff that you're focused on. And if you're focused on negativity, you're going to see more of it. Focus on positivity, you're going to see more of that. So eating, you know, eating all that stuff, really important, but when you're focusing good, it's going to make your life that much better. All right. So number one, number one is the function in your body. 
You have to get your body functioning properly. I heard a great saying, your body needs no help to be healthy. I'm just pausing on that, right? Because it needs no help to be healthy, but it needs nothing interfering with how it should be running. So no interference is the key. Your brain runs your body perfectly every day, right? It sends the exact right information down to your organs, your tissues, your bones, your skin, sends the exact right information down to your body every single day. If it gets to your body without interference, your body will run better. So think of your brain sending information through your spinal cord like a big water tower sending it down through a, like a hose. You've got a water tower, it's sending it down through, through the hose to your body. If that hose has any interference, if someone, if I'm watering my lawn, I know it's tough to think about right now, if I'm watering the snow um, and my kid goes and parks his bike on top of the hose, it may stop 10, 20% from going through. Not a big deal if I'm watering my lawn or flowers, but if it's going to your body, it can make a huge difference. And the nerves branch off your spine, there's smaller hoses that bring the information out to your body. Any kink, any pressure, there's nothing that blocks it completely. Nothing that pinches a nerve, but subtle pressure, just a little bit of pressure really impacts your function tremendously. And over time, I mean, it could it could affect you right then and there if you're injured, but over time, it gradually becomes worse. Your spinal position becomes worse. The pressure on the nerve becomes worse. So gradually, you start having a little less function, a little less um, overall, you have more pain. And then you say, I have a problem today. I felt it. I have a problem. Yet it's taken a long time to get to that place. So when you feel the pain, remember that isn't the first day you had a problem. That's the first day drop below 60% and you started feeling it. So functionally, the most important thing you can ever look at is your spinal cord. We look at our teeth. Most people do it six months to a year. We get our teeth checked and clean yet we very rarely see what our spinal cord looks like. Most patients I see love chiropractic and that's cool, but they never had an x-ray before they came to my office. And you can never know what's going on in your spine without looking at an x-ray. So we have a digital x-ray system. We take a picture, see it right away. And I show the person it right away. And you're like, my gosh, I didn't even know that was going on. I'd even feel it. The key is, but it was going on and it was altering the function in your body. So if you don't know what's going on in your spine, you don't know what's going on in your health, And your body's failing. Now, the reason I put this at number one is because your nervous system, it impacts what you're eating. So if you eat something, your digestive tract can only digest that food to the level it's functioning and your nervous system controls the function. If you're trying to eliminate toxicity, your organs that that eliminate toxins, they're controlled by your nervous system. I'm going to, there's going to be a trend here, right? So your nervous system controls your liver, other organs of toxicity. And if it's interfered with, you're not going to eliminate toxins at the level you should exercise. If you're exercising and your body isn't functioning well, your recovery time is going to be worse. You're going to have a harder time doing what you should do, losing weight, putting on size, any of that stuff is going to be, you know, trouble for you. So ultimately you need to have a great functioning nervous system. And that's the most important thing. And anybody listening right now, I'm going to encourage you, you know, every week I do something special for my listeners. I love you guys. I love that you're taking time out to listen and try to approve, approve upon yourself. So many people are going through life on autopilot. They have no idea what's going on in their body, but you're trying to learn to make yourself better. So if you want to come in, take a film, see what's going on with your spine, no commitment, 
You don't have to start care. I'm totally fine with that. I really am. But I'm going to take a film on you. I'm going to examine you and I'm going to go over the results with you to let you know what I'm finding. I do a doctor's report of findings and then you can figure out what you want to do with that information. So if you want to do that, you know, connect with my office. You can do it through email or call us. I'll give you the number because it's easy that way. It's a 845-896-1200. That's 845-896-1200. We're in Fishkill, New York. You know, so it's pretty centrally located to most areas, but we have people from Albany, from Pennsylvania, from New Jersey, from Connecticut coming just because of the fact we're helping them. And that's our heart is to help people get healthier, you know, and help them overcome pain symptoms the right way instead of, you know, trying to get them rid of them the other way. So if you want to come in, take an x-ray, get examined, like I said, you don't need to start care. I truly mean that. But you can figure out what's going on. If you want to start care, we'll talk about that. We'll go over. We do specific care plans to make your spine as close to maximum correction as possible. Most people start functioning better. The body start working better. And I feel it's pretty tremendous. So, you know, give us a call 845-896-1200. And we love to hear from you. Love to give you a chance to be healthy and love to help you, you know, have the best life you can. So as always, I appreciate every one of you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with someone else. Just tell someone. You can even forward it. You know, you can. There's some buttons around the podcasting app that lets you text it, email it, or tell someone about it. I'd really appreciate that because our goal and our mission is to help impact the lives of the people around this area, around this world, as much as we possibly can. As always, God bless you guys, and I'll be back at you next week.